stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part four of our look at the rogue cards. We are going to discuss Breaking and Entering Level 2, Trigger Man, Underworld Market, and Clean Sneak. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We are uh, reviewing the rogue cards. This is breaking and entering level two. It's an event. Intellect and agility skill icons. Trick trait. Investigate. Add your agility skill value to your skill value for this investigation. If you succeed by one or more, you may automatically evade an enemy at this location. If you succeed by three or more, you can return breaking and entering to your hand at the end of your turn. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Now, we saw a whole bunch of these events uh, were released in the Winifred Habamuck starter deck. Uh, there were a whole bunch of them. There was like uh, Backstab got, got this treatment, uh, Slip Away, I think, got this treatment. And I think one of the complaints about these cards was that they were pretty expensive that they cost a lot of resources like if you were going to play backstab repeatedly like three oh, resources gosh, yeah. a pop was was a lot now this is only two it is a trick so if you can get chuck down you can make this uh, free yeah. or fast depending uh, on uh, which you prefer now i really love this card uh, the level zero version and it was yeah. released in the insmith during the insmith conspiracy uh, right. cycle and I've played this in Rita. It works exceptionally well. I don't know if I'm paying 2 XP to upgrade, though. So I've been playing Breaking Entering as well in basically every deck that can take it since Innsmouth Conspiracy. So that one was kind of released in the Trish cycle. So Trish is at an 8. So succeeding by 3 or more on an Investigate is not the hardest thing to do in the world, especially since you can combine it with things like Deduction, other, other Intellect Boosters. When it comes to the effect of between this slip away and cheap shot this is probably the strongest one because you all you pretty much always want clues and evading enemies is great and one thing that's really great is that this doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity yeah i believe so pilfer also received this treatment did it not where you get it to, did pilfer is expensive though yeah yeah Pilfer's pilfer was cost. like four resources which is yeah the, the problem with those is that they really asked you to play Chuck Fergus, and Chuck Fergus was 5 XP. We've just received our, our baby Fergus, our baby beard, to make this deck more affordable. And I have a feeling breaking and entering, this is kind of the... It was left on the cutting room floor, you know, from, like, that whole series of cards, and now we're getting it. It also kind of fits Kamani's 
thing because Kamani can investigate, evade an enemy, then re-engage it and evade it again, you know, possibly with dirty fighting. So there's definitely like a theme going on here. To be honest, I've been playing Breaking and Entering level zero in basically any deck that can take it. I would probably upgrade in most cases because this is really good. <laughs> and the idea that I can get to do it more than once is really nice. Succeed by three or more seems like a lot. It's probably not. I mean, I see succeed by three or more and I feel like, wow, that is, yep. that's a lot you have to achieve, but it, it is for Rita. It is for Rita, it's, for sure. It's less so for Trish if you've got like magnifying glasses and you're boosting your intellect anyway. It is worth noting here that you don't get this back until the end of your turn. So the yeah. whole so you can't do it over and over. plan of playing, yeah. breaking and entering into breaking and entering is not happening. So you get to do it once and then you'll have to find yeah. either more clues or, or whatnot to, to do it uh -huh. again. How would you uh, rate this one? I think I'd put this at, at plus one because I think in a lot of rogue decks, Jenny, Finn, Trish, Kamani, Skids, like a lot of rogue decks that want, that liked breaking and entering for the action compression, this is you pay two and you get to do it more than once. And on top of that, it lowers the difficulty to just get the emergency evade, you know, because you only have to succeed by one to get the emergency evade. Was it two so in the original? It was two in the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this goes to one and three. So the fact that it goes. So what, what I'm getting at is, even if you only end up using it once for one breaking and entering test, you're still getting some, you know, some benefit for your money. Sorry for your XP because you're um, lowering the difficulty of the free evade, which is really what you want in the moment, because you want to be able to investigate and then reliably evade something. I've always loved how breaking and entering can evade something that is not engaged with you, as in enemies that are aloof, which might matter if you're like Kamani, or enemies that are engaged with another investigator, so you can save their butts. That's probably why I love breaking and entering so much. And if I would call the Z level zero version a plus one, and I think this would also be a plus one, because I think you do get enough for your two XP. Despite my hesitation about succeeding by three, I think... Uh... Breaking and entering is one of my one of the the highlights of the Innsmouth conspiracy yeah. okay. cycle. I uh, quickly gravitated to that card and have uh, played it, and uh, really enjoyed the value you get from it. Not just from being able to add your agility to your skill value, but getting that automatic evade is is very nice as well. So I'm uh, I will agree with you and give this a. Uh, a plus one. The nice. uh, I don't know if this is the first thing I'm upgrading, but it's nice that uh, mm -hmm. that you have the option to upgrade it, sort of mid to late campaign. I think after you've picked up some of your other essentials, yeah, you've got some like XP Santiago. Lying around. Yeah, throw it into this, and you know, getting extra uses of a card, especially when it costs two, instead of yeah. like I think. The, I think the previous batch of these really sort of set a bad precedent because they were so expensive, like threes and fours. Like it's just oh yeah, well how... cheap shot level two is pretty good at two. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like but I, I get it. Yeah, like, your dreams of backstabbing multiple enemies for three resources yeah. a pop is pretty 
unrealistic, I think. So I think that being said, it's I think the dream is a little more alive now that you have baby Chuck. True. Because yeah, because needing big Chuck daddy Chuck was a lot of XP. The next card is Trigger Man. It's a four cost asset that costs three XP combat skill icon ally and criminal trait as a response. After Trigger Man enters play, attach an illicit asset from your hand to Trigger Man. It is considered to be in play under your control. As a free triggered ability, you can exhaust Trigger Man and spend one resource, resolve an action ability on attached asset without paying its action cost. Resolve that ability with a base skill value of four. He has uh, two health, one sanity, and uh, takes up an ally slot. Now, I believe this is the old Leo Anderson art that was uh, used in Eldritch Horror and uh, past Arkham Horror Files properties. Here is another way of uh, sort of getting extra hand slots for your illicit assets if you want the Trigger Man to hold on to your Chicago typewriter or uh, Thompson. Yeah. He's uh, quite capable of uh, doing that. What do you think about Trigger Man? So do you remember when we were discussing Quick Draw Holster last cycle? Yes, I do. Uh, I do recall that it uh, generated a heated debate in our comments section. Yeah, this is the ally version of Quick Draw Holster, where it takes up the slot. It's very expensive, like XP-wise. He takes up an ally slot, which is like, that could be Delilah or Rourke. Just keep that in mind. You could be playing Delilah Rourke instead of this guy in the same slot for the same XP cost. So what does he do? He gives you... You have to. You can't play him until you have the illicit asset to attach. Okay. And what does he do? He gives you an extra action at the cost of a resource. Oh, come on. That's so bad. That's so bad. Why? Why? So he gives you an extra action just to fire that that item why does he cost a resource oh my gosh that's so bad oh because he's like hired uh hired muscle and yeah but so's delilah rook and delilah rook you don't have to give you don't have to give her one of your guns and she boosts your stats and oh my gosh and then you hire leo de luca you don't have to pay him every turn you just have to pay him up front yeah Oh my gosh, this is so bad. <laughs> I don't like this guy. So, okay. So then so, now he's like, so okay. So do you spend the ammo is my question. Yeah, because it's only, you're not paying the action cost and that's it. So you, you're still spending the ammo for the gun. Yeah. Okay, at least the illicit asset comes into play for free. Okay, so, so you're that, saving yourself okay. five or six resources. Yeah, and then you're spending them. Okay, then you're 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 putting down the Chicago typewriter essentially for free. Okay, and you let this guy fire it at one resource per shot. Okay, I see where the value here is. That being said, it's a lot of hurdles. It is hurdle. It is like hurdles, and he's not boosting your stats. And he can run out of ammo. And then once he's out of ammo, he's done. Well, it's in play and under your control, so I guess you can like reload him with swift reload. Yeah, I see what's going on here. I still don't like it. It's just it feels like a it's just like quick it's just like quick trial holster. It's just like more like you go through a bunch of steps and you spend a bunch of XP to just accomplish the same thing you could without, you know? Yeah. He's also kind of, uh, uh, vulnerable to ally hate, which 
Yeah, he's only got one sanity. With too. one sanity like, is is kind of rough because uh, you just need the one one ping, and all of a sudden you've lost him and yep. your gun and everything you've invested in that. Um, granted, the gun should come down for free. You're basically looking at guns because, as we established earlier, most of the illicit assets in the game are guns. I mean, unless you want to have like a really niche use with it, where you uh, give this guy your liquid courage. And he can make the test for you at four, you know, in which case you have a very, that's a lot of XP for some horror healing. If there was a way to like swap the assets that he's holding, I think you might have something there. Yeah, this guy isn't wowing me. It seems overly complicated. Yeah. Like I understand what they're trying to do. It's just like you hire this guy, you give him a gun, you go out there and tell him to gun down your enemies. So thematically, it's it's it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It's the whole having to have the trigger man and the asset at the same time. Yes. Yes. To me, is the is the big issue. I can overlook some of the other stuff. I don't like in this game when you have to draw things and play things in a certain order. Yeah. If you could play the trigger man and then attach something to him later, that would be perfect. Oh. It'd be okay, but well, it, it'd be better than having to be like, okay, I ha- I've drawn my trigger man. So let's say you're you've got your trigger man in your hand, and for some reason your gun ends up near the bottom of your deck, or the gun you want to attach to the trigger man is at the bottom of your deck. Mm-hmm. Do you just sit there and hang on to the trigger man? And he doesn't even have great icons either. Like he's only got no. one. So you're gonna sit there and hang on to this trigger man waiting for something waiting until you draw something now maybe you're playing this in the illicit deck so you you have your underworld market to feed the gun to the trigger man or get i don't know it feels it's he's like a really complicated delilah rook or leo de luca i'm gonna give him an elder thing me too at least you can figure out how to get him to do something I don't think he deserves to be in the same box as Chuck Fergus because I think Chuck Fergus also does like a similar type of effect, but is more flexible. I mean, Chuck is events, but it's that similar thing of you have this ally that gives you no passive bonus. Instead, he helps you play other things. You know, Chuck does that. Chuck does that with events. This guy kind of does it with assets, but he doesn't boost the test unless you're below four so you're looking at guns and you're playing Kamani once again it's Kamani because <laughs> Kamani has only a two comment yeah, I mean, but then guy, why are this you this guy to me feels like he's either an elder thing in any other deck or a blast in the um, this elder underworld market deck that you are that we've been building I mean, all all review here uh, but he doesn't know, feel like then, he's essential to that deck like he, he no, feels like something not. you can add on to it but even then like you just 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 play like a real ally that like boost that does this passive boost like most allies do you know yeah yeah if he didn't he was so expensive oh my gosh <sighs> so expensive four and xp3 oh i don't like this guy elder thing elder thing we challenge you the viewer, the same viewers who were arguing for quick draw holster, tell us about your quick draw holster decks, and then tell us about your trigger man decks. Let's uh, right. let's get a let's get a dialogue going here. Let's show us the light. 
That's right. Yeah. Elder thing for for Trigger Man across the board. Not uh, not a card that uh, really excites me. Here is a card that uh, we've been building up to. Probably should have reviewed this one first because it would put everything else into context. This is Underworld Market. It is a uh, asset with no cost. It costs 2 XP. However, it is exceptional, so it will cost you 4 XP. Connection and illicit traits. Permanent, exceptional. You get plus 10 deck size, and uh, there is a reason for that. As a response, before drawing your opening hand, choose 10 illicit cards from your deck, shuffle them together, and place them next to Underworld Market as your market deck. As a result, as a response at the start of your turn, reveal the top two cards of your market deck. You may spend one resource to draw one of them. Place the rest at the bottom in any order. So this uh, immediately reminded me of, uh, of Joe Diamond's Insight deck. You stuff it full of the stuff that uh, you want to potentially draw you get to in the case of the insight deck you only get to look at the top card each turn and that which i inevitably forget so i'm i'm bound to forget to trigger underworld market in most games just take the just take the cards and put them like right yeah i'm gonna have to put them like right on top of my on my (laughs) investigator card and then i probably even forget so when you pick up underworld market you do get to um, replace the 10 sort of get to replace the 10 illicit cards that you're going to yank from your deck every game mm-hmm. yeah so so this is this is our payoff for illicit it's been a long time coming illicit cards have been sort of trickling out uh, over yeah. the past five years there hasn't been really a card to to tie it all together i like how they've done it i like the fact mm-hmm. that all those illicit cards get yanked out of your deck, and then you get to look at two every turn and and see. Yeah, you get a side deck. Yeah, you got a side deck to work with. Yeah. Now you have played Underworld Market. I have. What are your thoughts? Okay, so what this card does really well is, first of all, I'll play any card that increases my deck size. I like playing with. I like playing with more cards, so I like having more options in. You know, in my deck, so I, of course, naturally gravitated towards this. Okay, so what this card really is really good for is smoothing out that order of needing certain cards but not others at particular times. Because what you can do is you can say, all right, what are the cards that I don't need to draw in upkeep? Often enough, it's guns. You like don't you don't always need more guns. Or like what what did we talk about earlier? The embezzled treasure. You don't want to draw that in upkeep. You, but you want some control over, you want to get it at some point, and you want to have some control over when you do get it. And Underworld Market is like how you do it. I wouldn't think of it as every turn you pay a resource, you get another card. I would think of it as every turn, do I need one of these two things that comes up? Is it time for me to grab it and play it? If so, pay a resource and draw it. If not, bury it for later, and then next turn, look at two new things. I think it's very good for that. Downsides? You kind of need a you kind of want a variety of effects in there because there if you actually look at the like the full catalog of illicit cards, a lot of them are just guns and a lot of them cost XP. So you could end up spending like 16 XP on your underworld market on just guns, you know, and you haven't really fleshed out the rest of your deck yet. 
which can be kind of a problem. So basically what I'm getting at is it can be really easy to fall into this rabbit hole of, okay, I have Underworld Market and I'm just going to load it up with guns, but you're going to spend a lot of XP and there's not that many illicit cards, actually. I guess what I'm saying is it's kind of complicated, but it's a good project and puzzle to work on. I've had a lot of fun with it. It hasn't, but it hasn't exactly totally changed everything yet. It might, but it has. It's not there yet. But I like it. I I, I like how it go, makes you go back and look at other cards that previously came out in a new light. Love it for that reason. How about you? What are you going to put in your underworld market? Well, I think you raise a really good point. Uh... And uh, it got me thinking about the, the, the key differences between, say, something like Joe Diamond's um, Insight deck and this. And, and Joe Diamond's Insight deck can have a, a wide variety of effects in it. You can yeah. pack it with card draw. You can pack it with clue discovery. There's all sorts of things you can throw in there. And each turn you get to look at it and say, okay, do I need this? Do I not? Mm -hmm. And go from there. Like you said, most of the illicit cards are guns. Yes. So we have things like Underworld or um, Underworld Pocket, Hidden po Hidden Pocket and stuff like yes. that. So I do appreciate the fact that they've they've basically given you a way of getting that stuff out of your main draw deck yes. into a different deck where you have more control over the order of how you're going to draw things because as we've seen these cards need to come out in a certain way, in a certain order, and having some control over that, I think, is, mm -hmm. is really beneficial. If this card didn't exist, I think I would be rating a lot of the illicit cards in this box a lot lower, simply because there'd um, just be too many hoops to jump yeah. through. There'd be too much work to do. You'd end up in these situations all the time where... You've got your hidden pocket, but not the clothing. And then yeah. you don't have the gun you need to put in that asset slot. And it'd just be a nightmare. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the illicit trait now that this exists. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll start to see a few more cards yeah, so uh, we just did a quick check. There's There are 55 cards with the illicit trait. Most of them are guns. There are a few exceptions. You've got things like burglary. I don't think you should be playing burglary to begin with, much less in putting it in your illicit deck. Uh, more guns. There's contraband, which allows you to reload your guns, which actually might be okay in a if you yeah. tuck it in... I mean, there's no cost to playing contraband in this sort of deck because it's not taking up a card slot. So you exactly. can put it in your Underworld Market deck, take a look at it. Do I need to refill my gun? Yay, nay. You get to choose, exactly. although I guess the problem there is contraband already costs four, so paying another uh, resource on top of that Kind well, of expensive. you get ten more deck slots. You get ten more deck slots to to make money with. So, uh, we previously <laughs> yeah. talked about disguise. You could put Finn's trusty thirty eight in there. Yes, I think he does. Him and his uh, and his signature event are both illicit. So Finn kind of gets a little bit of a leg up because he already comes with two illicits as his signatures. 
Right. So, so Finn's Finn's a pretty interesting option. Liquid yeah. Courage. I don't know. Rogues are pretty bad at using that to begin I with. So. Like, I like having a side deck for Liquid Courage. I got to admit, that's one of the... I think that's one of the better things I've gotten out of it so far is the fact that I can tuck a Liquid Courage in there and then I don't have to draw it until I need to start using it. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, we've got Lockpicks, of course, are illicit. There's Payday. Pickpocketing is... Pickpocketing's uh, pretty good. Yeah. It's one you want to draw early, but it's not so bad in the uh, market deck. It helps. It's 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 a good choice for the 10, I think. Quick yeah. draw holster. Well, it at least it at least deals with the issue, you know, helps deal with the issue of needing to get the things in the right order, you know, yeah. at least it helps with that. Yeah. Uh, it means you can reliably play one quick draw holster and like reliably see it. What else do we have? We've got switchblade. I guess if you're playing level two, that would be nice. There's Tennessee Sour Mash. We've got the Thieves kits. And then the only other one is Underworld Support, but that's not going in the deck, so Right. Mostly, mostly guns and a few, yeah. uh, a few other interesting options to uh, to stash away in your underworld market. So uh, it yeah, is nice that it is two know. XP because that uh, that does make it available to off class rogues as well. Yes. So one thing that really I think brings it together is the fact that I'll take that, which is like an economy event, can go in there, and the hidden pocket can go in there if you want to do that whole thing. But I think I'll take that in particular, like really rounds it out because this, because that is, it kind of goes with the whole theme of your, you've got these illicit cards and you, they flow into your hand and at least I'll take that makes it all, makes the whole operation cheaper. So it helps pay back the cost of having to spend a resource with every card you take. Yeah. Payday yeah. is also a, a resource generation card, which might actually yeah, be it, okay in th throwing it in the underworld market deck simply because you, yeah, can, that's true. you can tuck it away until mm -hmm. you have a your mega turn. turn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That is a bit narrow payday because it's kind of, you have to be playing the right kind of deck that's going to have like take five actions type thing. But yeah. if you are, then underworld market will help with that, I guess. Yeah. So how would you rate Underworld Market? Okay, so this is kind of the... I wouldn't say it's the epitome of Bless, but it's definitely creates a whole new deck type by itself. That being said, I think the fact that there are a lot of guns in the um, with the illicit trait means you're, it's kind of narrow on what you can put in there at the moment. I think, that, I think we need a few more um, illicit cards, especially at level zero to really bring this thing home i think it's getting there though and i like it i'm still gonna give it a bless though because it's yeah it's not something that's like generally useful like if you're playing so here's the thing if you're playing um like a full-on investigate rogue like um trish you might have a hard time getting to 10 because there's so many guns and the trap i think you can run into is filling your deck out with chaff just to get to 10 which uh, i've done in the past looking at you 45 thompson i think this is this is a blast because you're yeah. going to be spending four xp to buy this you are probably going to be spending more xp on yep. the cards to put in the market yeah i agree i would like to see more level zero cards that can go in that the are market. not guns so so you can sort of stock yeah stock the stock the market a little bit 
cheaper than it seems right now. You need quality illicit items to to put in the market. Yeah. Not just any illicit item, I think, would be yeah. would be a mistake. Because then you've just got another deck to draw through. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little easier. But you're still just like, if you're drawing one card you or two cards that you just don't care about just because they're illicit, I don't think that's, that's helpful at all either. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this opens up new avenues for deck builders. You can play it in rogues or or off-class rogues who have access to illicit stuff. Obviously, Preston gets the shaft here, but he has the most money. But oh well, he doesn't. Uh, he's he's upper class, you know. He he's a good guy. So, so what's really interesting is that Preston can literally commit breaking and entering, but he can't commit burglary. We have reached the end of our reviews of the uh, rogue cards. We We have one to go. (laughs) This is the last one. This is Clean Sneak. It is a uh, free event that has uh, four XP, two agility, skill icons, gamut, and trick trait. Fast play only during your turn. For each exhausted non-swarm enemy at your location, choose a different option. Gain two resources, deal two damage to that enemy, discover one clue at your location, and draw one card. Now, we've seen this type of design in the past, where if you do A, B, and C, then you get to play the card that lets you choose from X, Y, and Z. We have not been particularly kind to those types of cards in the past, because... X, Y, and Z are usually not good enough. Even if you get to do a bunch of them. And uh, as I thought about this card, I was uh, it occurred to me that why would I spend 4 XP on this when I can play Kicking the Hornet's Nest for free as a level 0 card and get two of these effects? Already. Oh, that's right. I can discover a clue and gain two resources if I play Kicking the Hornet's Nest. And I don't have to spend 4 XP for this. I was thinking Easy Mark. I can spend 1 XP for 3 copies of Easy Mark, and I can get 2 of these. You know, 2 resources and a card. Yeah. So I think you've often talked about them designing cards for the the ideal rather than the the realistic... I assume this is balanced around the fact that you're going to have four exhausted enemies at your location. So I you guess can trigger yeah, all like, of these effects. When does I don't, that ever I don't happen? think I've ever seen that in yeah. 700 plus games of Arkham Horror. I, I, I <laughs> guess it's four exhausted enemies at one location. That's kind of hard. Yeah, I guess it's possible, it's, but it's possible. But then the payoff is. I get a clue, a card, two resources, and two damage to one of them. Man, I wish you could choose the same option multiple times. Because then at least I could be like, all right, sweet, I gained eight resources for all that effort. You know? I just think uh, this is way too much XP. The fact that you, you it does nothing unless you have at least one exhausted enemy at your location is kind of a problem, I think. And then you're because... not even getting as much as you get from... F- Kicking the hornet's nest, or easy, yeah, mark. or or easy mark, yeah. At that point, so yeah, this is so bad. 
<laughs> this one is going to get an auto fail from me. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. Like if it were if it was two XP, I think I would consider it, but not four. Or if they gave it more, I don't, I don't know. Maybe tack another icon on there at least. Not I, that wouldn't even do it for me. Two wilds for four XP. I think that would be pretty good. Yeah, if if you have been tempted to play this card, take a look at uh, some of the cheaper options that uh, yeah. that let you do. Some, I mean, you're not going to get all four of these effects on one card, but you're probably yeah. going to get two at least. Kicking the Hornet's Nest will give you a couple. Easy Mark will give you a couple. I'm sure there are plenty of other cards that I haven't uh, thought about. Sneak Attack will give you the damage. Yeah. Yeah. So these effects are available elsewhere. You don't need to pay four XP for it. Yeah, and that's, you get to you could just mm, that's the problem. That's the setup. So yeah, auto fail for clean sneak. Unfortunately, we're going to end our rogue reviews with a bit of a a downer. Not to uh, not. But great that here. being said, that being said, it sounds like we have the whole theme of rogue here is like we have very specific, like narrowly focused cards, even all the way to clean sleep, even all the way to clean sneak. Um, I mean, we had Chuck as our, like, probably our most general card, general use card in the box, maybe breaking and entering, but we have a lot of really niche rogue cards here. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would agree with you. It seems like, uh, I mean, we, we sort of always expect when we review these boxes that, uh, many of the cards in the box will be designed with the investigator in the box in mind and there are a lot of rogue cards that uh, work with the uh, kaimani here yeah. and not a lot or the illicit deck seems to be the other the other running theme here kaimani or the yeah. illicit deck and cards that are just generally useful seem uh, very few and uh, far between i think uh, chuck is definitely a win um trying to think of other cards that don't fit in this illicit deck or or kaimani that uh i mean i guess disguise is one of those that uh yeah that you if can you need see it, you need it. general play yeah. but uh, lots of sort of fun effects i think certainly nothing that uh is outside the the sort of power scale certainly mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. We haven't had any of those, like, at all. But, uh, yeah, so if you are interested in playing Kaimani, uh, lots to like here. If you have been uh, biding your time until you could play all of the illicit cards a little bit easier, the, uh, the solution is in this uh, particular box with, uh, with Underworld support. Underworld Market, I've got to keep my Underworlds straight. Let us know in the comments down below what you think about uh, the Rogue cards in this set. Have you had a chance to uh, to play with them yet? Have you played an Underworld Market deck? Let us know how it uh, went. Uh, provide any uh, tips and tricks you have to, uh, to help out other players. I know uh, that they would uh, appreciate it and uh, we will be back uh, with our reviews of the Mystic cards, which have a whole nother theme uh, that uh, the designers uh, develop, developed in this set, that being 
placing a doom on cards so i'm uh what looking forward to that and uh (laughs) who knows maybe uh maybe nate will be back by then i i sure hope so from either a his abduction or b student exchange or c hollywood when they uh, bring him in yeah to tell his story that's right That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your other sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.